Thank you for tuning in to Investment Insight brought to you by McKay Wealth Advisory. My name is Hayden Prophet, and joining us today we have Brent McKay. Um, Brent, bonds. Yeah. Bond market. What? Let's start with a very, just the definition of what, what is a bond? So basically a bond is where, I mean, you have two different types of investments, typically own versus loan. So own is where you own an investment, you own a business. Loan is where you loan money to somebody. So basically the bond market is the biggest market for investments. It's always funny. People think, hey, the stock market is where the money is. Well, bond market is multiples higher than the stock market. And so... The bond market is where somebody you know loans money for a certain period of time on an asset. You know, if you borrow money for a car, you borrow money for a house, that money is secured by an asset. So it's considered less risky than um, an equity investment because you actually have an asset to, to base it on. You know, the, originally when I bought this building, the bank um, loaned me money for this building, and so then it was a if if I didn't pay, they come in. Take the building. Take the building. Right. So that's how, that's that's typically how bonds work. Yeah, and there's different types of bonds, right? There's not just right. you know bonds is kind of like a big umbrella, right? And there's sure. different types of them. Um, just hit on some of them. Let's start with what's a treasury bond. So okay, so a treasury bond is where you know you borrow money. Um, the, the federal government goes out and borrows money, which means it's backed by the full faith and credit by the United States. If you read certificates, what's on the certificate, and so. If the federal government wants to get money, they just raise taxes. They could sell some of the properties. You know, a lot of people don't realize the federal government owns half the land in the western part of most states of the United States. So if the federal government really wanted to pay off someone's debt or if they wanted to um, research those, they could go out there and sell a lot of that real estate. You know, and, and there's actually a pretty strong argument that one of the reasons why some of that real estate market is a little expensive is because the federal government won't sell it because if they increase the amount of supply of real estate available, the price would then go down. And so um, the federal government basically loans money to you know for myriad different things to buy a bomb, buy a missile, do a grant for um, let's say COVID research or or whatever. And so they'll go out there and go to the bond market, borrow money. The biggest buyer of treasury bonds is not China. It's actually your local bank. Banks are the biggest buyers of treasury bonds. So the biggest backers. And so your local bank is actually you. So you actually end up being the biggest um, creditor of the United States. And, and by the way, if they need more money, they come get money from you. So that's, that's, so really when you look at the treasury market, it's really valued based on the value of Americans. So. Yeah. And they, do they have any taxable benefits or, or sure. tax benefits? So one of the, obviously we, our office is mainly based in Tennessee. We've got customers all over the country. And so one of the big benefits of treasury bonds is you do not have to pay state and local taxes. So I grew up in a city, uh, I grew up in Missouri in a, in a city called St. Louis. Well, they have a state income tax and they have a city income tax. If I bought a treasury bond in Missouri, I would not be liable for the state tax or um, the local tax. Of course, seek out a tax advisor for a unique situation before making a decision, but that's um, how that law works. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then so treasuries are another one. What about Ginnie Mae and Freddie, um, Freddie Mac bonds? So Ginnie Mae bonds, Ginnie Mae bonds and Freddie Mac are mortgage-backed bonds. Uh, Ginnie Mae bonds actually are actually federally insured. So what's different between a Ginnie Mae and a Freddie Mac is Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are government agencies. So TVA... Big, dis big distinction. Big distinction because TVA, Freddie, Freddie Mac, and Fannie Mae 
were the seed money to start those entities was started by the government but if the government wanted to they could let both of those go bankrupt and they're not on the hook for it Ginny May bonds are actually backed by the full faith and credit of the United States and so Ginny May bonds tend to be more low-income housing mm-hmm. where if hey you invest there and somebody doesn't pay their mortgage the government's gonna write a check for it um, they're gonna pay and so they're very very safe very very low risk um, you know Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are a little different because they're government agencies just like TVA is as well and so they're um, paying mortgages but if you know if the government wanted to they could just say hey we're gonna let Freddie Mac go out of business and um, you know and then everybody gets to have to refinance their mortgage uh, which would not be fun <laughs> um, so that would be the um, but that is a, a distinction yeah for sure and then corporate bonds like companies AT&T McDonald's yeah. Bank of basically America. It, you know so corporate bonds are where you're loaning money for Walmart or let's say you know if you look at Dollar General out here Dollar General doesn't own any of these stores from what I understand very many of them and so they actually go out and somebody else builds the store and then that person um you know, sells bonds or loans money against it to, to buy it. And so when you look at um, Dollar General, if they said, hey, you know what, we don't, we're just going to close the store down. They turn it over to somebody else. Well, the bondholder would still own that store or that asset or, or Walmart or Apple when they built their new headquarters, the big circle. <laughs> um, people loan them money to do that. Yeah, and with a corporate bond, you may lose some of the money, but not the entire investment if it should go under. Well, you, you can still lose all the, all the investment. Um, but generally speaking, because it is backed by an asset, you've got a higher chance of recovering some money. But, um, you know, um, treasury bonds are the safest because if you don't pay, the um, government can come in and they can take money. Whereas a, a business can go under. And so, but they do have a higher, you know, you have less chances of losing all your money than you would in like a stock. Right. Um, but there still is a possibility that you could lose all your money in it. Right, because a bondholder would be higher in the bankruptcy proceeding than a stockholder. Correct. So that would be one thing to definitely be um, cognizant of. And then municipal bonds, muni bonds, is there? So muni bonds dead? are pretty cool and they're very interesting. Um, so like you think about, everybody's like, why, why do I need to know this stuff? Why do I care about bonds? And it's like, well, do your kids go to school? Because, you know, um, recently when I looked at a, a Coffee County report, they had over $100 million in municipal bonds they had issued for the school system. And so when they build these new schools, when they build these ivory palaces, as I call them, um, those are pretty much funded by mm-hmm. investors. And so one of the things that muni bonds are, generally speaking, not always, um, you have tax-free munis and you have taxable munis. So let me give you a difference. So if you're building a school, if you're building a sewer system, it tends to be tax-free. If you're building a stadium or something for an airport, something that generates revenue for profit, it tends to be taxable. taxable. So like the Cardinal Stadium, when it was built, was funded through St. Louis, but they were taxable municipal bonds. Right. Whereas um, you know, the sewer system here in Manchester is funded through tax-free bonds. That's a big deal for an investor. You know, if you're an investor and you're in a 37% plus, or even if you live in California, if you're in a 50% tax rate, you know, you might say, hey, I'm going to buy a California tax-free because if I'm getting paid 6% tax-free, that's worth more money than the stock market is because it's tax-free because you're right. bringing that home. And so municipals are really attractive um, for the tax-free nature a lot of times. And they're safe because, you know, hey, if the, couple, the, if the um, sewer system gets in trouble, mm-hmm. you still got to flush your toilet. You still want to have a shower. So the water 
a department can always raise the fees. Right. Whereas if Walmart, you know, stops making money, you can just say, hey, I don't, I don't need Walmart. I'll go to right. Dollar General. Um, you can't really do that when you have a monopoly. And so a lot of municipal bonds have monopoly power, which means that typically I don't, I don't believe a triple or a double A bond has ever defaulted um, in U.S. Right. history. And so they're very considered very safe. Yeah, and, and speaking of, of those bonds, how long is the typical duration? How long do they typically are held? And when at the end of a term of a bond, how much am I going to get back with interest being paid along the way? So typically, you know, if you buy bonds, you know, um, unis are $5,000 increments usually, treasuries. I mean, everything's a little different. So um, you put in $10,000, let's say, you put in it, you know, you can do five, one year, you can do whatever duration you really want to. Right. Everything's out there. And so obviously um, we're seeing some higher interest rates now than we've seen in the last 20 years. So there's some demand for investors to go longer term yeah. to try to lock those rates in because we all know we have a $33 trillion national debt. And so there's a, there's a strong possibility there that rather than raise taxes, they'll just print more money. Yeah. And by doing that, um, there's a strong chance that interest rates may be artificially depressed a little bit and let inflation run a little higher. So you can go whatever term you want. But generally speaking, if, if you loan money to Walmart for 10 years, for, you buy a $100,000 bond, and Walmart's still in business in 10 years and they're paying their bills, you get your hundred grand back, plus you got all the interest payments yeah. for every year. Right. And then with, in, with each of those types of bonds, right, the, the Ginnie Mae bonds, Treasury bonds, they're paid interest semi-annually or annually. What, yeah. um, how often are those paid in interest typically? So it just depends. Um, so there is no, you know, really everyone's different. Right, right. There's so, not, they're not all the same. So Ginny May bonds, they actually pay back principal right. while you own them. Um, and so that's a little different about them is sometimes you get your payment, some of it's interest, some of it's principal. Um, most municipals pay on six months. Um, now, if you're going through the testing logic, they'll say there's a certain term, but um, there's a lot of different unique products that have different terms. So it just depends. Most people like monthly payers. A lot of corporates are monthly, but a lot of corporates are semi-annually too. So every bond kind of has a different cycle. Right. And these bonds, they have an inherent market value about them as well. Because if bonds out on the street are paying 5% and mine I'm holding is worth 7%, Correct. mine's going to have a higher value because the ones that I can go out and get in the market are less than the one that I currently hold. Yeah, so one of the biggest things when you're looking at bonds is the yield curve. So if you look at, you know, if you're if you're locked in at 5% and everybody else can get 7, if you were to sell your bond early, you would lose money. Or, or you, would, you wouldn't necessarily lose money depending on how long you had it, but you would get less than somebody else could get now. Right. And so... When you look at bond ETFs or bond funds, where we, a lot of our investments are where you buy a blend of a bunch of different bonds that come di do at different times, those values will fluctuate based on interest rates. And we've seen a lot of fluctuation with interest rates affect a lot of different businesses and a lot of bondholders lately. And so when you look at, um, that is a component that will fluctuate. But here's the thing, if you own a bond and you hold it for 10 years, you're gonna be fine. And, and if you're looking as a retired investor and you're just living off the interest and you're not necessarily buying and selling the principal, you know, you don't have to worry so much. I mean, obviously your statement's gonna change and you're gonna see the valuation change, but bonds were the same way. 
as long as that company's in business, you put the money in. When it matures, you get your money back as long as they haven't defaulted. Most companies don't default, at least they haven't historically. And so you're, you got a very stronger probability. And when they do default, you've got a secured asset behind it. But yes, um, interest rates will affect the value. You know, if you're locked in at 7% and about to get five, you could sell your bond for more than you paid for it. Of course, the same token is you sell your bond, you pay taxes, making money, you buy the next one at a lower rate. It's kind of like selling your house. You know, you sell your house, we got to find another one. Right. Unless you're going to a nursing home or unless you're moving in with family. So if you look at that, um, you don't, it's not always, uh, you know, the smartest move because if you're owning a bond, most bond investors are holding it to get that interest check, to get that monthly payment when they're retired, to have that steady income. Right. And so that's what most people buy CDs or bonds for. And... That's what you know. We see here. They're holding it to make money on the interest, right? That's yeah. what they. That's where they make their money, really. Because I mean, the principal investment is X dollars. You're mostly holding that because what's the point if it's different from your checking account? It's not getting interest. Correct. You, well, you want you want the interest, and most people always want a steady income when they're looking at retirement. Right. Absolutely. So, anything else to add about bonds? Or that's really it. I mean, one of the big thing to factor into a lot of times when we talk about investments, you know, the equities or the stock market gets the the big attention but the bond market is really where most of the money is most investments even a, a large percentage of investments we do here in the office are bond related they're mm -hmm. not as volatile typically and they're maybe not as sexy to use that word but they really are the um the one of the biggest parts of a of an investor portfolio yeah for sure for sure so well, thank you so much for tuning in today to Investment Insight, and I hope you have a great day.